friends, welcome back to another episode of the Fielder Church Podcast. I am so glad you're joining us as we start a brand new series talking all about foster care and adoption and the ups and downs and the process and everything. And I have brought um, some of my friends to join me where we're gonna kick off the series talking about the process of foster care. So I want you guys to just introduce yourselves and share how foster care has impacted your lives. So we'll start here. Okay. My name's Trisha Kroom, and um, my husband and I have been fostering for a long time, <laughs> um, on and off, uh, and how it's impacted, uh, it's it's just impacted every part of our life and yeah. our marriage and our family, mm-hmm. it, mostly in good ways, but some yeah. not so good ways, yeah. um, but cool. uh, we, we yeah. love being foster parents. Um, yeah. We also sometimes <laughs> challenging. <Yeah>. Don't. <laughs> hey, we're not going to sugarcoat it like, on here. So <laughs> just like any parenting, it yes. can be really difficult yeah. and yeah. got I'm challenges. Excited to get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will say, for you watching, <laughs> Trisha has lost her voice, but we are so glad that she's here and to offer all of her valuable insight. So thank you for joining us and uh, with my squeaky voice. With your squeaky voice, we're glad you're here. <laughs> okay, Meredith. <laughs> I'm Meredith Ivy, and my husband and I started fostering about six years ago or so maybe seven um and when we had first talked about just having kids we had decided that we were going to foster um we thought we could open our home to sibling sets Mm -hmm. since we didn't have any biological children so it has obviously changed our life Mm -hmm. in a ton of ways like Mm -hmm. you were saying so that's awesome And my name is Meredith Farley. Um, I am a regional director at a child placing agency here in the DFW area. And um, I got into foster care because I grew up on the mission field. Mm -hmm. And so I always knew I wanted to do something in the in the helping field. And Mm -hmm. foster care has become my mission field. Yeah. And it has like infiltrated, (laughs) infiltrated every part of my life. Every part of your life. I know it kind of takes over. Um, Okay. Let's start off just with Meredith. If you, Meredith Farley, if you would just (laughs) explain what is foster care? Yeah. I think that's a very broad question. I know. (laughs) Um, But essentially it's standing in the gap. Um, We Mm -hmm. are standing in the gap for biological families who Mm -hmm. are having a rough time Mm -hmm. or, um, Basically, children can no longer be in their homes because mm-hmm. it's unsafe. And so um, CPS comes in, they investigate. If it's determined that a child should be removed, mm-hmm. then they are removed and placed into a foster mm-hmm. home. And so yeah. foster families then fill mm-hmm. in that gap while yeah. the family either works services or doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. So Meredith and Trisha, I you just said it, that foster care impacted every part of your life. And so how did you decide to start fostering what was that beginning journey conversation with your spouse like um yeah share a little bit <laughs> well I think my journey actually started in high school okay uh because one of my best friends was a foster child okay and he was living with a family and it looked so normal mm-hmm. and then I got to hear more of his story and um I got to talk to, with with his foster parents and um Mm -hmm. and then as i grew up i just i just thought i want to be able to impact that way that that Mm -hmm. these this these foster parents did for my friend um and so uh, about 15 years ago my Uh husband and i took a ministry position Mm -hmm. as 
okay. foster parents for a teen maternity home. Okay. So we were in a group home setting. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, with teenage girls, 12 through 18 year olds who were pregnant okay. or just had babies. Wow. Um, and so <clears throat> that was sort of how okay. we stepped into it. And awesome. then after we left that position, yeah. we ended up uh -huh. doing private fostering. Okay. So awesome. What about y'all? So mm -hmm. I, there's probably so many answers to this. Like right. my husband was adopted. We <laughs> right. talked about adoption before we got married. Yeah. And then when we mm -hmm. first got married, my sister had emailed me this mm -hmm. sibling set of seven that need mm -hmm. to be fostered. And I was like, why would you do that? Oh my gosh. Um, and I went around the house counting our rooms. Like we can change our dining room to a bedroom. And like, we, do we have enough space oh for these gosh, seven kids? Yeah. And my husband was like, let's wait, maybe. Yeah. So we prayed about it for a couple of years, stayed married for a couple of years yeah, and yeah, like yeah. just settled down a little bit. Settle. And then we started the foster care process. Okay, okay. Um, what were some things that you and your husband talked about? I mean, the conversation <laughs> to step into foster care, like were you both on board at the same time? Was there conversations <laughs> like, this is a bad idea? Or what, do you remember, if you can think, I know you said it was a long time ago, but was, if you can think back, yeah, what was the push and pull of? this When we, so we had to relicense. We moved to Texas in mm. 2020, yeah. and we had to relicense again, oh. um, which is super fun. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and we had to talk about what mm -hmm. they call it—the preferences. Like, what, mm. what do you, what are you willing mm -hmm. to do? What are you will, not mm. willing to do? And yeah. of course, we right. said, well. Mm -hmm. We know our limits, and we right. will only take basic level kids because I can't do a special needs yeah. kid with a G button. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly, which is exactly what <laughs> God gave us. <laughs> us your home. <laughs> like same conversation, oh same. Wow. Yes. Yes. I was like, no, yeah. only basic level. Okay. Yeah, uh -huh. we, uh, we knew we were open to sibling sets. Okay. Um, yeah. We, uh, but uh huh. Just it, what. Yeah. What you end up talking about mm -hmm. and what realistically ends up happening. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very different. Right. Yep. We That's had said, good. my husband had said he wanted to foster teens. And I was like, well, okay. mm -hmm. <laughs> we've never been parents before. Like, <laughs> I think God made them babies for a reason. Maybe we should get a little practice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we compromised and did like three to seven. Yeah. And then within two years, we had a teenager. So, yeah. you know, and special needs mm -hmm. kids. We had said yeah. that we didn't feel qualified. And we've yeah. had at least two that qualified right. as special needs. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Meredith Farley, yeah. Um, if you could just share maybe a little bit just from the um, child placing um, agency perspective, why are preferences important or that's a part of the application that mm -hmm. families have to fill out? Um, some people may not know that watching, yeah. that they they choose or write down preferences. So Yeah, maybe. so most agencies have a list of preferences mm -hmm. like uh -huh. you were talking about that you kind of go through with your spouse or your family and mm -hmm. talk about like what do we feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I think they're important so that we can respect what you feel comfortable <laughs> doing. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's so cool that both of y'all <laughs> went outside your preferences <laughs> because I also think that's how God works yes. is yeah. like you, right. you get into it and mm -hmm. you see where the need is. and. Right. Um, God expands what you're willing to do <laughs> and yeah. um, your yep. skill set or <laughs> provides you with people who can help yes. when you Both don't know us. what you're doing. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's important so that we can, we have a starting point mm -hmm. of like, this is what I think I feel comfortable yep. with. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you can maybe mm -hmm. do respite or babysitting first yeah. to mm -hmm. kind of get your feet wet yeah. so that you can see like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I can do teens or <laughs> yeah. um, whatever the case may be. Oh, that's good. Okay, I want to chase that. You sure. said, 
said that <coughs> families can start with respite or babysitting. Mm-hmm. Some people listening may not know what respite is. Mm-hmm. So why do families need respite? Or babysitting <laughs> or and babysitting? the qualifications that are needed right. and how yes. hard it is to get a babysitter. Right. Yes. And what yeah. godsend respite providers are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So respite is mm-hmm. any, it's basically babysitting, but mm-hmm. it's over 72 hours and okay. under 14 days. Okay. okay. Which is what it's technically called. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to be a respite provider, mm-hmm. you have to have certain trainings and background checks like they were alluding to. Yeah. So you kind of have to go through some of that licensure process okay. just to become a yeah. respite provider. And a little bit less to be a babysitter, but still yes. a lot. <laughs> yes. Still a lot. <laughs> yeah. So babysitting <laughs> is under 72 hours. Okay. Um, I want to kind of walk through the process just a little bit so you and your spouse were praying about it you made a decision to say yes to stepping into foster care uh, becoming foster parents how did you choose an agency what was that process like (laughs) for you or was it just like this one sounds good so (laughs) well being new to texas yeah it was really hard for us and we came from washington and in Washington, I had to transport my kids to their visits sometimes. Mm-hmm. And our agency was with traffic almost two hours away. Wow. wow. And so we chose the agency that was closest to our house. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Texas works, though. <laughs> right. <at that. laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah. No, we chose our agency by location. We okay. wanted it close to our house. Yeah. We wanted a Christian agency. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know that there were people who were praying over our family, our kids. Mm-hmm. That was really important to me, and yeah. um, uh, and then I ended up meeting mm-hmm. at my mom's coffee group. Yeah. I ended up meeting um, one of the placement mm-hmm. gals who works for our agency, and I yeah. fell in love with her. She's so great. I love was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with this agency because of Alicia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's great. She's great. She's so great. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. What about you guys? How did you choose a? Um, well, pre-kids, I had all the time in the world to research. So I did tons of research. <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah. there were lots of pieces to mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. um, what what did they offer and support to our family? And mm. what kind of support did our family need at that point in time? Yeah. Um, which with that, at that point in time was just connection to other foster families. Mm-hmm. So one of the agencies yeah. that we chose had hosted like <laughs> events where you could take your foster kids and meet other people. And I happened okay. to know several people on staff. So that obviously helped, okay. like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but there was a point in time where we looked at changing agencies. Mm. And the other agency did not do special needs foster mm-hmm. care. And so we couldn't change because we had a special mm-hmm. needs kid. Okay. And so that's something to consider, obviously, just all yeah. those pieces of what they offer. Right. Um, so is there, are there different types of foster care? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'll stare over at you. <laughs> um, are there different types of foster care that people yes. can step into? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, but as far as what those look like, yeah. Um, are you talking about like different programs or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she mentioned just special needs, just there's different yeah. levels of care that children need. So mm-hmm. different agencies mm-hmm. are licensed or contracted with the state to do different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's something definitely to consider when mm-hmm. you're looking at an agency is do yeah. they do what we want to do? Yeah. Um, so there's foster care in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's special needs adoptions. Mm-hmm. There's um, yeah. primary medical needs, which is mm-hmm. what it sounds like the both mm-hmm. of yes. you have done. <laughs> um, yeah. But that requires a specific contract with the state. Okay. And so you want to make sure mm-hmm. that the agency that you're going with yeah is licensed to do that Mm, um there's treatment foster care which Mm. is kids with higher level needs um Mm -hmm. more behaviors Mm -hmm. um 
more yeah. support needed. And mm. so yeah. that's a separate program that okay. you can look into yeah. depending on the agency. No, that's really great. And I know another agency that um, kind of field recommends is International Foster Care, OBCFS, mm -hmm. but we'll link everything that we mentioned below. Um, but those children come overseas to America mm -hmm. and they are not adoptable, you know, and so you are, um, you stand in the gap for the kids, yeah. like what you mentioned earlier, where you're kind of helping them as they find a family member here in the state. So really mm -hmm. sweet too. Um, totally different than one from all of you guys have yes. done. So it's <laughs> another route, but mm -hmm. that's so great. Um, okay, so I want you guys to share, you mentioned it already just a little bit, but just like the purpose of foster care. Sometimes I hear families say like, I, I just want to adopt. I, I would like to grow my family. Um, and so they say like, is foster care right for me? And um, I usually give an answer, but I would love to hear what you guys should, uh, would share. What is the purpose of foster care? Is it to adopt or what would you say? I think that's a great question. <laughs> um, I kind of have a little, a, a thing that I've said to a lot of people and that is that God's perfect plan was for a biological mom and a biological dad to raise a biological child. And foster care is kind of like God's plan B. It's mm -hmm. like when when biological family cannot or are not able to or don't have the support they need to raise these kiddos, mm -hmm. we stand in that gap. We mm -hmm. come in and mm -hmm. we we um yeah. you know mm -hmm. fill yeah. in where mm -hmm. they where they can't. Yeah. Is adoption possible? Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. Because sometimes yeah. um, reunification isn't, isn't, isn't able to happen. It's not safe and right. not mm -hmm. possible. So yeah, it's so hard for me as a planner because mm -hmm. right. there's not, <laughs> there's not a plan oh, laid out yeah. like on how long you're going to have the kids right. or what visits are going to go like when right. visits are going to mm -hmm. be with biological parents. Yeah how interactive biological parents are going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you have to keep in mind mm -hmm. that the goal is yeah. for what the kids need. Right. Yeah. And that's gonna be something mm -hmm. different yeah. for each kid that comes into your home. And it can't even change for, yeah. for that, those kids right. that do come into mm -hmm. your home. It can change from one week to the next. Yeah. Wow. I think the solid, the, mm -hmm. the stable thing is that it's, mm -hmm. the goal is always mm -hmm. permanency, whether that is permanency mm -hmm. in, yeah. in a foster mm -hmm. home or yeah. an adoptive mm -hmm. home yeah. or going back with family mm. so but but you had said earlier yeah. meredith that the goal is reunification mm -hmm. with parents that when mm -hmm. kids are in foster yeah. care that that's yeah. the primary goal but yes that, that's the state's goal is right. to get them okay. back with family yeah. and it might not be reunification with yeah. the biological right. parents mm -hmm. right it might it, be a kinship, kinship caregiver yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah yeah the goal of foster care yeah. is to get them back with family yeah, yeah. right um, but sometimes yeah that's not possible yeah right. so um, so as you guys um, continued on the process, you said yes to an agency. You um, there was probably a lot of paperwork involved to get licensed. I heard you mention that a lot, and so I would love for you to just recount the memories of becoming a licensed foster parent. Um, and were there trainings? Did you feel prepared? Kind of <laughs> just remember, you know, you said yes to an agency, you chose, and then you began a journey of becoming a licensed foster parent. And so if you want to tag team this question and kind of go back and forth on what it, what it was like for you um, walking through the process. 
It was so much easier before kids. <laughs> but then we had kids and you had to do all the paperwork. It was, Life it's just, the paperwork continues. Mm. So I had all this energy and like motivation. So it didn't seem like that, yeah. that much before oh. kids. It was a lot of paperwork. It was yeah. a lot of training, right. but we weren't parents. Mm. So it was amazing. I was like, why don't all parents have to go through training? This right. is great. <laughs> They should give you this yeah. before you like get them <laughs> your house. I especially love That's the TBRI great. training yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. that is specifically beneficial oh. for kid, kids mm -hmm. in trauma or foster care. Yeah. Um, so I love, I enjoyed that. Good. I yeah. really liked that, but I didn't have any other kids in my home. So I got to like fully invest in this. And then yeah. it's the paperwork afterwards. Mm. That's like, really, we have more paperwork <laughs> that gets harder. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've licensed in three different states. Oh, so Pennsylvania, wow. Pennsylvania, Washington, and now Texas. Mm. And I say this, and everyone always goes, no way. But Texas was the easiest to license oh. in. So huh. for us, we really enjoyed our trainings. Um, okay. Our trainings, because it was during COVID, yeah. were over Zoom. Oh, wow which is super great until you have a nine-year-old who comes <laughs> crawling in yeah. like she's like uh -huh. tugging on my leg oh my gosh <laughs> over zoom right and so getting those trainings in mm -hmm. was for me really difficult because yeah. we had kiddos in the mm -hmm. home yeah and so mm -hmm. yeah. um it's a lot harder working a schedule around so kids harder. in the house yeah. everything with kids is yeah. just a little bit and you have to do More. the trainings every year. They're repetitive, yeah. not all of them, yeah. but so they're repetitive. So they yeah. did get harder, uh -huh. even though I've yeah. already done them. <laughs> yeah, but having to relicense was, yeah. I kind of thought that wasn't uh -huh. fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just right? did this two years ago. Why do I have to do it again? But, um, okay, and yeah. then the yearly trainings come up okay. and, you know, that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some other requirements that you had to have um, in mm -hmm. Meredith Farley, if you want to, you want to, you know the list. I'm yeah. sure you know, but there are requirements for mm -hmm. families to have in order like to bring a child Like the fun random requirements. Like, like yes, I want to know the oh. fun random oh. that people would never guess. Would this should be a trivia say. show. Oh. I know. Yeah. Well, it's getting real. <laughs> yeah, like this is so silly, but one of the agencies said you can't have to, condo to go containers in your fridge, and I was like, I don't know about this. Like, can oh, we man. handle this? Yeah. And just like we had a non-working fireplace, but we had to have a fireplace screen yep. in front of it. Okay. And we thought we were taking in younger children, like three to seven or whatever. And uh -huh. so, but you have to have your medic all your medications locked up. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's silly. They're three. I'll just put them on the top shelf. But then, of course, two years later, we have a teen and we were prepared. Yeah. So I was really glad we did follow some of those silly rules. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but some of them yeah. seem like really one more thing. Like you say you have a need for foster kids. Just like give us a kid. Right. right? Yeah. We're good right. parents. I promise. Right. Yeah. But there is a purpose behind mm -hmm. those silly rules. That right. Yeah. 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 We had to rebuild the fence because I've heard that. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have a pool. Uh -huh. So we had to make sure that the pool was safe. We had uh -huh. to put in yeah. safety features and right. which was okay. We knew we were getting into that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You have to make sure you don't have any unopened like open containers in your fridge. Oh. If you ever put like food in your <laughs> fridge, your caseworker yeah. comes and they open your fridge. They're oh. like, "Oh, Mm, open container. That doesn't have, <laughs> that doesn't have some ran wrap over the top of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Well, and mm-hmm. to give some backstory to yeah. that, I wanted to speak to the mm-hmm. annual. Okay, just yeah. like I'm a licensed social worker, mm-hmm. like they are licensed foster parents. Right, yeah. And so I have to have CEUs. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have to have CEUs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that's how it's helped me to look at it uh-huh. of, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, and helpful. then with all of the requirements, there's a <laughs> big book of <laughs> minimum standards <laughs> that agencies have to follow. Mm-hmm. And so, and they change. They mm-hmm. change all the time mm-hmm. and okay. they're always updating and it makes my job so enjoyable <laughs> um, but with that comes like different standards that we have to follow and yeah. so we're constantly rolling out things or taking things away which yeah. doesn't happen as much as I wish it would mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's this big book of minimum okay. standards that has all the rules in it that we have yeah. to follow that big book <laughs> is different from state to state it is Ooh. so when we licensed well, you in texas you what we thought we knew <laughs> we didn't we know at all, all rules. Rules. <laughs> oh man um speaking of rules there are also just some requirements that you have to have um mm-hmm. i think you had to have some kind of certifications CPR, what were some of those yeah like cpr and first aid okay. we had to get fbi fingerprinted okay um yeah, you have to yeah. have so many hours of emergency mm-hmm. behavioral intervention. Okay. So like um, some agencies are mm-hmm. allow restraint, some don't. So restraint yeah. training, mm-hmm. um, behavioral intervention, you mentioned TBRI. Some yeah. agencies require that, some don't. Mm. Water safety, normalcy, trauma-informed care, oh, yeah. psychotropic medication. There's yeah. a big list of trainings. Mm-hmm. Okay, but at the same time, you know, we're sitting here joking about how big the list is, but that's what the agency is for, to help you, yes. right? To help mm-hmm. follow the rules. Yes. Yes. Follow and the they rules. do. And they, they do. Helpful. Did you feel supported by your caseworker or that yeah. you knew what you had to do and not do? We've had several different caseworkers. Okay. I'm sure you have two. We mm-hmm. are in the middle of switching caseworkers right now. Okay. That's not fun. Again. <laughs> oh, no. That's not fun. We only yeah. have it for a month. It's, oh, yeah. Their job is hard. Their job is yeah. hard. Oh, they see the hard every they single day. They see everything. Mm-hmm. I still talk to a couple of my caseworkers, yeah. though, that have not been wow. our caseworkers for years, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they are good support. It's yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So I want you guys to share, um, just from your perspective, why do we need more foster families? Mm-hmm. Because we have kids sleeping in mm-hmm. hotels with yeah. caseworkers. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably are, can yeah. speak to this pretty well. Yeah. I know, yeah. Um, I think for sure, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there is a perception of the need. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. truly, those kids that are sleeping in the offices yeah. are typically mm-hmm. older kids, yeah. teens, yeah. Um, s- large sibling groups, things like that, that are really hard to place. Yeah. Mm. Um, or they have a lot of behaviors mm-hmm. and a lot of needs. Yeah. And so they're a little bit harder to place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the need is huge. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I just think it's, mm-hmm. I think it'll change you. And so mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. as much of a ministry for yourself yeah. as it mm-hmm. is to the children right. that, that need you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foster care is the hardest thing I've ever done. But you're right, like, it has changed my relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. in a way that I would not give up for anything. Yeah. It's so worth mm-hmm. it. So many yeah. times I hear people say, oh, you're such a blessing to them. And I think, no, mm-hmm. they've blessed us. They've, yeah. I'm changed mm-hmm. for the better because, yeah. Of, yeah. because I said yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not quickly, not easily, but no. change for the better. So yeah. hard. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've heard you, yeah, mention that it is really hard. I mean, and so going into this, you know, people listening that maybe are not foster parents, but going into it, you may have thought about foster care one way, 
but you're saying we need more foster parents. It's so worth it. So what would you maybe share with them? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're saying it's so hard. Yeah. But if you talk to any parent, mm-hmm. any parent of a biological yeah, child, true. they're going to say it's so hard. We didn't <laughs> sleep for the first two years. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. parenting is is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I just want to clarify that. That's that good. I mean, mm-hmm. we have, I have two mm-hmm. little ones at yeah. home, mm-hmm. but and I don't sleep so much. But yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. if they were my biological kids. I wouldn't sleep so much either. Mm-hmm. So it's good. <laughs> yeah, that is really yeah. good. Yeah, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so as you started in the process, or even after you had children come into your home, where did you find support or resources to continue to help you? understand how to be a foster parent that's how we ended up here mm-hmm. <laughs> i was gonna say it's why we chose fielder <laughs> yeah i tried to yeah. start a support group mm-hmm. at another church because it's yeah. it's it, mm-hmm. it it is lonely at times especially if you don't have that support yeah. with foster parents that understand what you're going through yeah. um mm-hmm. the ups and downs of it mm-hmm. um and yeah. so when i heard about fielder and the foster care program mm-hmm. we were just all in the wednesday night support group that they had yeah. on wednesday nights at that mm-hmm. time and yeah. um it's just been so and all the mm-hmm. all the angles of it like having mm-hmm. having you here and just yeah. Yeah. different people with different um mm-hmm. knowledge of the foster care system has mm-hmm. just been a huge blessing yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. i was on a, there's a website or a mm-hmm. facebook page called chosen ones <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah that is uh for foster parents mm-hmm. And I had posted a question on that because I needed CPR and first aid training. And I said, where can I go to get CPR and first aid training? Mm. And they, someone commented and said, well, I don't know where you can get CPR and first aid training, but if you need a good church, that's foster care friendly, go to Fielder. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. And that's how we found Fielder. Oh, that's so fun. (laughs) Chosen Ones is a great resource. Chosen Ones is a great resource. We'll link that below so you guys can go join it. And I think that when you, you, when you finally start foster care, Mm -hmm. you kind of, gravitate mm. toward other foster families yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I go to yeah. a mom's mm-hmm. coffee well mm-hmm. we call it we call it southern ladies coffee group <laughs> some of us aren't southern and no one's ever like, ordered coffee northern, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's at eight o'clock at night yeah, so we're all, yeah. but mm. um we yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know we yeah. support each other mm-hmm. and we're there and yeah. we pray for each other mm-hmm. and and when someone gets a new placement, yeah. someone mm-hmm. else is there with mm-hmm. diapers and bottles yeah. and mm-hmm. preemie clothes yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever it is they need. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, I'd say in, in this process, what is maybe one of the biggest things you've learned either about yourself, parenting, foster care, um, even just around, <laughs> you know, the thought around like, how, how do you speak about their biological family you know you you read case files you know but still it is your role as the foster parent to love and protect that child and so and that includes holistically you know how they view life and family and so that was something i i really learned a lot once i started getting to know (laughs) the ins and outs of foster care but maybe for you personally or in your family what are some things that yes you said it was really impactful for you but what are some maybe like big takeaways um, in your journey of foster parenting that you have, you've learned, um, yeah, whether the process or even just having children 
in your home? Or maybe you married it too. Like what, what are some big things that you have learned or loved about foster care? The word that popped into my head mm-hmm. when you were asking that question yeah. is grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I think I'm similar to you because you were talking about organize and mess up your whole <laughs> schedule. Um, mm-hmm. But I've had to learn that. Like mm-hmm. we work with people and it's mm-hmm. messy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like working with foster parents mm-hmm. and biological family mm-hmm. and children from trauma, um, mm-hmm. it's hard. But mm-hmm. like just the grace that the father gives us mm-hmm. and that we need to extend to others. Um, I think I've learned so much about grace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just like being flexible myself and being open to where the Lord leads me. Like that's been a huge lesson for me mm-hmm. of like, okay, it doesn't always have to fit in this cookie cutter, cutter mm-hmm. bo- box yeah. um, because mm-hmm. he's going to make it what he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned so much mm-hmm. and it's made me a better child welfare welfare worker. I can't mm-hmm. talk. Um, knowing people like these ladies mm-hmm. because I get to see behind the curtain of like the hard things mm-hmm. that they're going through that makes me better at my job and mm-hmm. more understanding yeah. if a training is a day late or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. So I mm. think grace is the mm-hmm. major word that sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. How about y'all? You think of anything? I mean, there's honestly so many things probably, mm-hmm. but one of the things that stood out to me is just there, there really is so much sorrow and brokenness. Mm-hmm. Like I hurt for my kids, mm-hmm. like all, all we've had 10 kids in and out of our home. Mm-hmm. We don't have 10 kids now, <laughs> um, but all of those kids have hurt that I've never experienced mm-hmm. and it hurts me to see them and to see them sometimes going back to that mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. just processing that. Mm-hmm. There's so much sorrow and there's so much grief. Having mm-hmm. said goodbye to seven kids mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. I don't care how great of a situation they're going to mm-hmm. and how yeah. happy I am. Right. There's also some mm-hmm. grief and sorrow. Yeah. But the joy that God has given yeah. me mm-hmm. on the other side of that, the yeah. things that the kids mm-hmm the way that they grow and when they know Jesus and talk about Jesus and Mm -hmm. when they laugh, it's just, there's like little miracles Mm -hmm. that you don't get to see if it's not for Mm -hmm. the sorrow and the grief. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. I think one of the things I I said personally, Mm -hmm. and I hear a lot is, oh, I could never be a foster parent because I couldn't let, I just get too attached. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Like, like in order for these kiddos to walk away with healthy attachments, mm-hmm. you need to attach your whole heart and your heart is gonna break. Like we yeah. had kiddos almost a year and mm-hmm. they left us and, yeah. and it hurt, mm-hmm. but yeah. they went back with their bio family. I made mm-hmm. great connections with their bio yeah. mom. I still get pictures. Mm-hmm. We have still connected and yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a resource mm-hmm. for her now. Yeah. Whereas, right. and that's, such mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I allowed my heart to break. Yeah. He, I mean, he created our hearts. He can fix them too. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love your, yeah, your perspective on that. That is, it's really sweet. Yeah. It takes a lot of grace. It's so yeah. much grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does, definitely. Um, so if there are people listening that are on the fence about foster care or fostering or they've been thinking and praying about it uh, for a while, uh, maybe what would you share with them? Or should they do it? Should they not do it? Uh, 
I just say if God's calling you, do it. Like there's no other option Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do to make it better, easier, whatever. Mm -hmm. God's going to, God's got you. Mm -hmm. He's going to get you through it. And if he's called you to it, do it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, pray, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you're going to do it anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Just be obedient. Just do Mm -hmm. it. It it is going to be difficult, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. It's That's doable. Good. And mm-hmm. it's like I tell my kids, yeah. we can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can do hard mm-hmm. things. And it'll be yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. It'll also be a lot of fun mm-hmm. and joy. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, I want to ask Meredith just one more question as sure. we kind of close out. Mm-hmm. I'll give maybe the fielder perspective on support and resources. But just from the child placing agency's perspective, could you give us maybe a uh, I know it's, we just talked about it. It's not a short process to become licensed foster parent, but could you give us just an overview of the process in a nutshell? We've kind of hit on it throughout this whole episode, but if you would just kind of walk us through in a couple sentences or take as long as you want, you know, (laughs) you want to be thorough. Hey, I love that. But just walk somebody through. So as they, they close out this episode, they can hear, okay, here's what I can expect to walk into purely from you know, steps, I guess, sure. yeah. yeah, from your perspective, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so most agencies will tell you it will take, we say 60 to 90 days. I mm-hmm. think three months <laughs> is around a reasonable time period yeah. to become licensed. Some people take longer because they've got life stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first step is really finding an agency. Mm-hmm. So doing your research, mm-hmm. talking to friends, um, looking in the area of what what agency is going to best meet your needs and help you meet, meet the needs of the children that will be in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, once you decide, like, yes, we're going to move forward with this agency, mm-hmm. then you start pre-service trainings. Okay. And so that's that big list of trainings that we were talking about. Some will be either on Zoom or in person. Some will be online. Um, and then there's lots of paperwork to complete as well. You've got a big, long um, application and an autobiography that you fill out mm-hmm. and, like, a floor plan and all the stuff for your home <laughs> that you need to start preparing, which your agency will help you. They'll give you a list of mm-hmm. all the things you need to do. Um, so once that's done, usually the agency will come out and do a walkthrough of your home mm-hmm. and then pass you on to a home study writer. And I'm sure we've all seen like the home study or have heard about the home study uh, from movies and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, but you complete that home study. If the agency approves you, you move forward yeah. and then you come into the office for licensure and okay. then you go on an open bed list and start getting kids. So okay. that's the very condensed version. Very condensed and version. y'all can tell me yeah. if that sounds accurate to you. But, um, uh, but yeah, sounded about right. Mm-hmm. OK, good. I know there are way more details to that. Obviously, there's the ups and downs of the process that we've heard from y'all and just from your experience. But from the fielder church perspective, we do have a woman on staff named Erin Benton, who's our director of foster care and adoption, who would love to help you through the process, the journey, connect you with agencies, connect you with families, other foster families in our church, just to learn from, go to coffee with and um, just to understand more of maybe what what foster care is like. So we would love to help you get connected in that. Um, If you are interested though in stepping into foster care or even adoption, I would like for you to email Erin at ebenton at fielder.org and I will include that in the show notes below or um, come to the first steps meeting. This is just a meeting where we invite anybody who's interested, has questions about foster care adoption. The next meeting is November 8th. And so I'll also link that information below. But 
thank you guys so much for your time and just sharing part of your family, your story. And I've been so blessed by it. And I know our listeners have too. So join us next week as we talk about the process of adoption. And join us the rest <laughs> of the month as we talk about more topics around foster care and adoption. So we'll see you guys then. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.